This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, front and center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a few minutes. We are recording this on Monday night. It is Victory Monday after the Raiders' thrilling 31-26 win over the Chargers on Sunday. As Zay saves the day, baby. Oh yeah, the unlikely hero Isaiah Johnson coming up big with two big pass breakups to end the game. But Lord have mercy, that was very stressful. Yeah. I don't ever want to go through that ever again. And I'm sure, Raider Nation, you agree. You feel the same way. So, with that said, the Silver and Black are 5-3 and three through the first half of the season and are in prime position to make some noise and make a push for the playoffs. Still a ton of football left, but if they can take care of business, they should be in very good shape. Now, on this episode, we will give our biggest takeaways from the Raiders' win over the Chargers. We'll also give out our first half grades of the season now that we have reached the midway point of 2020. And we will look ahead to the Raiders' AFC matchup against the Broncos this Sunday. Now, before we get to all of that, you are probably wondering, well, where the heck were Fallon and JJ last week? Especially since the Raiders won a huge cold-weather game, you know, in Cleveland against the Browns. Well, long story short, I 100% or 300% intended to put out an episode But there were some unfortunate circumstances that I was personally dealing with last week Uh, without going into much detail. I had to take care of that and and wasn't really in the right headspace to talk football. Now, on top of that, J.J. was literally moving into a new home in Arizona. But uh, things are are getting better, and I'm happy to be back. And I'm pumped up that the Raiders have won back-to-back games. Uh, Let's start with some news and notes, shall we? I need to get some, uh, some sound effects in here, don't I? I'll work on that next week. Anyhow, 
Before the game, we learned that the Raiders placed right tackle Trent Brown on the reserve COVID-19 list again. And according to reports, he's expected to miss at least a month. That's not very good. I mean, not because, obviously, the Raiders want him on the field, but just because of his health. You know, uh, Raiders say his placement on the list uh, is related to COVID-19 complications. And we know he recently had that freak accident, right, regarding an IV that put him in the hospital before last week's game, before last week's game against the Browns. So prayers up to the big guy. His health, obviously, priority number one, not football. I know there are a ton of you out there that were at his neck, you know, because he's a big dollar guy. But guys, at the end of the day, this is just football and his health is number one, period. Now, John Gruden, he didn't offer an update on Brown's status today, uh, but he did discuss some other injury news. Not much, but he did say, you know, fullback Alec Ingold, who left the game with a rib injury, and he was taken to a local hospital. The Raiders are awaiting x-ray results, and today Gruden said that he is concerned, you know, about the severity of the injury. So we are just going to have to wait and see how severe his injury really is. So a bummer for Ingold because, man, that dude is a gamer. Now, no update on Trayvon Mullen other than he has a tight hamstring. As you guys know, he left the game, the first half of the game on Sunday with a hamstring injury. Colton Miller, who missed his first game ever as a Raider, which is crazy to believe, he is nursing an ankle injury. Gruden said Damon Arnett, he is close. We know the Raiders definitely need him on the back end. Um, and in regards to Arden Key and Mo Hurst, Gruden said that he is, quote, cautiously optimistic that they will be back on Sunday. Basically, he hopes that they will play on Sunday. He's not sure if they will. So we shall see. Finally, some indirect Raiders news. The Falcons have released pass rusher Tack McKinley. Raiders, let's put in a waiver claim for him, please. <laughs> I know it is based on record and other teams will be in front of the Raiders, but it is definitely worth a try. This is a 25-year-old, so still young player who is a former first-round draft pick. We know the Raiders love those. <laughs> Look what's going on right now with Aguilar, okay? So we can resurrect his career. Uh, we know the Raiders lack a pass rush. That's for dang sure. They only have nine sacks through the midway point of the season. That's no bueno. It's a low-risk, high-reward situation. So, Raiders. Go put in a waiver claim for this guy, okay? Tack McKinley, let's do it. And by the way, he's from the East Bay, so I'm sure he will welcome a call from the Silver and Black. Oh, and he's also cheap, so I like that part as well. <laughs> All right, with that said, time now to bring in my good friend, former Super Bowl champion wide receiver and current NFL Network analyst, James Jones. And JJ, I know you moved into a new house last week. How are the new digs? You settling in? Yeah, I moved into a new crib. I'm over here. As you can see, my background look like I'm in prison because ain't nothing up. It's just a plain blank wall. But I'm moving, trying to get everything situated, man, trying to unpack all these boxes, trying to get these closets and everything situated. My back hurting from pulling <laughs> boxes out of U-Haul and all that. But it is what it is. <laughs> moving sucks. You're telling me you didn't pay for someone to do it all for you? Well, you know, I pay for somebody to, to take the big stuff, but the boxes and all the stuff that I could box up myself, Fallon, I'm, you know me, I ain't never too bougie to get my hands dirty <laughs> and pick up some boxes and load it up there. You know, I ain't yeah. paying for them to do everything that I could do. Yeah, facts on facts. I, I didn't know. <laughs> big time these days, got that money, got that bread. Maybe you just pay for somebody to unpack no. it, set it all up in your house. 
don't know. No, never bougie, never bougie. That's you. That's you. <laughs> See you over there. You probably over there saying in your head, shoot, I would have hired all these movers. I would have just walked in. Everything would have been set up. Huh? Not the most, <laughs> hey, these days, yes, I sure would have, especially with the newborn. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, well, your Packers, they played on Thursday night. So I know that you were glued in to the Raiders game yesterday afternoon. I absolutely was glued in as I was working on the show game day highlights. I was zoomed into the Raiders game, oh. you know, and they kept on saying, James, why are you yelling? Why are you mad? Because I'm like, man, you know, the Raiders got me frustrated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, we do have to start, start off by talking about Isaiah Johnson who saved the day for the Raiders. He makes back-to-back game-saving plays, uh, breaks up two straight passes in the final seconds of the game. I was over here like, hold up, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Did we win? Did we lose? What's going on here? Okay, And, and the crazy thing is, JJ, this is a guy who the Chargers, they were targeting because he hasn't played a lot of corner. He has not been used. In fact, he only played... 14 snaps, I believe, in the previous six games, and I think it's 28 total snaps for the season, okay? So this was a guy who was in the game because Trayvon Mullen suffered a hamstring injury in the first half. And, I mean, talk about the confidence and the calm that a player has to have and show up in a moment like that, J.J., right? A guy who doesn't play a lot. And, you know, that's huge, man. And it's it's crazy because I know it's cliche and we always say next man up, come up and and do your job. You know what I mean? But to be honest with you, like that's a credit to the young fella really knowing and understanding that and being ready when your time is called. Because there's a lot of players that I have been around like, man, J.J., you ain't never going to get hurt or Aaron ain't never going to get hurt and not really prepared when they come in the ball game. He was in the red zone. He knows Mike Williams is arguably the best guy in the National Football League at going up and getting the rock. He knows the Chargers love these fade balls in in the red zone. And you could tell he was ready for him. And the reason why I, I say he was ready for him because he fought all the way to the ground, you know what I mean? Because yes. both those dudes at the high point, at the, when they high pointed the ball, both of them caught it clean, had the ball in their hands, and he fought to all the way to the ground and knocked that thing out, man. And that's a credit to him just being ready to play. And when his numbers call, you you answer the bell, man. And he won the game for the Raiders, man. Game on the line, two back-to-back fade balls, corner to end zone at you and you break them both up that's huge right there player of the game he should get Seriously. a game ball he did get I don't one. Care what anybody else did on defense and all <laughs> he should get a game ball he did he did get a game ball and i don't know if you know this johnson was playing with a heavy heart did you hear what happened i did not hear what happened what happened so it wasn't until after the game that many people even his teammates learned what he had been going through throughout the week one of his best friends and former college teammates at the University of Houston, Kadarian Smith, he was murdered in oh. his apartment last Wednesday. So man, after man, the game, man. he said that he felt his friend was with him, you know, in that moment. And it kind of gave me chills because, again, this is a guy who probably would not have played if Mullen did not go down. And he makes the yeah. biggest two plays of the game for the Raiders. It's crazy that you say that, man, because the other we played in a football tournament and and uh, about about three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my oldest son played in a football tournament and we were clearly, clearly the best team out there. Like if we played this team on any if we played this team 99 times, yeah. we should beat them 98 times. Yeah. And this one time we go out there, 
my son is dropping balls. My other kids are dropping balls. We're not pulling flags and we lose the game by one touchdown to this team. We should have beat by 80. (laughs) And this team got beat up the day before Mm -hmm. and they came back the next day and they won the whole championship. And the little kid that was on that team that won the championship, his dad had just passed away from the coronavirus and they dedicated they dedicated this tournament to him. And I was sitting there like, it's crazy how God works because we should have dominated them boys, but nothing went our way. It was meant for him to win. Mm -hmm. And bringing it back to Johnson, it was meant for him to be in that game to make plays. Just what he went through is crazy how things happen, man. You know, and and that's wild. Like you lose your buddy, you know, your buddy out there with you and be probably cheering with you. From up there in heaven right now, like, dude, you out there balling. That's big time. That's crazy. And also for him to kind of keep that to himself, he's obviously a humble dude and didn't want to make it about him this week. And he kind of put his head down and went to work throughout the week preparing in case he did get a chance. And it's crazy, Fallon, because it's crazy you brought that up because when I was watching the game, after he broke up those two two passes, especially the last one, you seen him drop down to his knees and just immediately like start praying and all that. And, you know, none of us knew what everybody think he just emotional because he made a play. But that's what I thought. He just lost one of his best friends, man. You know, and that's an emotional time, man. I'm happy for the young fella, man, because that's a number one. You ready to play. You ready to go. That's a big time play. But I know that he wanted to go out there and ball. And yep. really, probably dedicate that game to his homeboy. Yeah. So, congratulations. I hope we, you know, obviously we want Mullen to come back, but you know, if Isaiah has to play again, continue to do what you do. Okay. Continue to to work hard and and play well and come up in big moments. Now, I know you said, oh, he gets the game ball. Nobody else deserves it. Well, Nick Kwiatkowski, he stuffed Tyrod Taylor on that two point conversion. And I think he deserves the game ball as well, not just because of that play, but he led the team with 13 tackles and he was flying all over the field. So I think, you know, he was one of the, the, the bright spots on the Raiders defense. But overall, J.J., you know, last week the Raiders held the Browns to six points and a lot of that was related to weather. OK, and also the offense controlling the time of possession and not giving Baker, you know, a lot of chances this week. The defense, they gave up a ton of yards. But what did they do, J.J.? They made the necessary stops in critical situations. And these are the type of games that we need the defense to play. And for the most part, that's really what we've seen from this Raiders defense in the Raiders wins, you know, this season. 100%. And that's all we've been talking about on this podcast, Fallon, is you don't have to stop people. You don't got to be you don't got to stop people from scoring every single time. Just when 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 you need stop you got to make a play when you need a turnover you got to make a play listen we know the offense is explosive the offense is going to move the ball the offense is going to score points we just need you to get a couple turnovers and when you can get a stop get a stop and listen Justin Herbert has been carving up everybody yes so it ain't just the Raiders defense that he was carving up with all these yards I mean the the young fella is on a streak of like 300 yard (laughs) passing games and however many touchdowns a game like he's he's been going crazy the only reason why the Chargers been losing ball games is because they can't find a way to get a stop when they need a stop but (laughs) the games the Raiders have won they found a way to get stops. They found a way to go down there and finish with points and win the ball game. And if the defense can do that, you know what I mean? Like I told you, I don't care how many yards you give up. If you can get a couple takeaways a game and get a, get a, get a ball back to the, to the offense, hey, that's all we need you to do to be successful. You know, some people said, dang, it's been tough being a Raiders fan for the last few decades. 
What about being a Chargers fan, man? I tweeted, Ooh. how many ways can you lose a game? Well, I know. Ask, ask the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's crazy because <laughs> it's crazy because with all that being said, I'm like, watch the Chargers win this game because all the other games they've been blowing leads and giving exactly. the leads up. I said, I said, now watch them go on a comeback drive and they there win this ball game, man. I just knew I just knew it was their time, man. But obviously I was wrong. I felt it was their time too. I felt I even texted you after the game. That is bananas. Holy cow, because Honestly, for us, I thought it was going to be a demoralizing loss, right? Because the Chargers finally find a way to win a game, right? And, of course, it has to be against the Raiders. But instead, it was a demoralizing loss, another demoralizing loss for the L.A. Chargers. Man, heartbreaking fashion. But guess what? The Raiders on the positive end on this one. They get the W, so... I, I find myself pulling for the Chargers each week, even though, you know, they're, they are in our division. It's just because I really like Anthony Lynn, and I think he's gone after the season if they continue, you know, this way. Uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there. To be honest with you, I really don't think any coach should get fired after this year with the, what they have to be dealing with and going through and all that. It's, to me, it's tough to evaluate a coach after after this season, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, hopefully, you know, don't no coach get fired because, I mean, you really ain't had. I mean, yeah, you had the same chance as everybody else. But, man, you ain't had no IPWs. You barely could put a finger on each other in training camp. You know what I mean? Injuries hit you and all that. So I feel like all coaches jobs should be safe. And if you come out next season tripping, then you got to go. Yeah, (laughs) and and that's true. However, you know, obviously, this is a Raiders podcast, so we don't want to talk about the charges for too long. But once, you know. When you have a lead, like they did, 17-plus points, whatever, for like four straight games, and you lose that lead, it's not about execution. I feel like at this point you got to look at the coaches, right? But anyways, again, that's neither here nor there. Everybody's dealing with – this is just a wacko, weird season that everybody has to deal with, and we'll talk about that actually later on because even – Drew Locke, he's on the COVID-19 list. We have Trent Brown who's on the COVID-19 list. You have all these stars who you don't know who's going to play week in and week out. Um, And then, you know, coaches are scrambling. You got people coming up on the practice squad, you know, getting a lot of reps week in and week out. So luckily for the Raiders, they're 5-3 and and in great position to make the playoffs. We at least shall hope. We'll talk about that a little later. But let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. You know, the offensive line, they played shorthanded once again. But for back-to-back weeks, the Raiders' run game carved up the defense. Now, since our last podcast, that was after, I believe, the Bucks game because we missed last week, we talked about how what's going on with the Raiders' run game. Well, I guess they listened to this podcast because, you know, back-to-back weeks, they carve up the defense on the ground. They put over 200 rushing yards against the Browns, 160 yesterday against the Chargers, you know, with a season-high 6.2 yards per carry. So the offensive line, uh, at least the, the blocking, you know, deserves a ton of credit. Now their pass protection, little suspect, JJ. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Parker played in place of, you know, left tackle Colton Miller, who missed his first game as a Raider, which was pretty crazy. And Sam Young, you know, he was plugged in at right tackle for Trent Brown, who is back on the COVID-19 list. I mean, health is the number one priority. So hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll be better. But unfortunately, according to the NFL Network, your people, Ian Rappaport, he's going to miss a month. I just pray that that it ain't nothing serious, man. I hope he's okay because, I mean, when you're dealing with that coronavirus and bad IVs and all that, I just hope everything's okay with him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So hopefully Trent Brown, he's all good. A lot of fans are like, 
you pay him so much money and he hasn't played, guess what? Health is more important. So football can take a backseat. Anyways, with that said, with pass protection being suspect, brings me to my next point, JJ. Put some respect on my guy Derek Carr's name. He played a heck of a game despite, you know, the protection breaking down. He was only sacked once, but, yo, they brought pressure all game long, and D.C. did a great job navigating the pocket, using his legs when he needed to, you know, and then you saw the strength of his arm. That was on full display with the 45-yard pass to your guy, Nelson Aguilar, Nelly. Nelson been balling, too. For sure. And then the 53-yard bomb to Hunter Renfro. Of course, on third down, too. Third and Renfro. Um, His stats weren't off the chart, but, but J.J., D.C. did everything necessary to help this team, you know, win. And then, oh, I know you saw him run and die for the first down on third and long. Hey, you see, it's crazy because he tweeted, he said it's the Jays. And I was about to tweet him like, man, you got an inch off the ground, man. He did not just get an inch <laughs> off the even, ground. He didn't he even jump airborne. off the ground. But Hashtag air car. I'm telling you, no, I know, I know Coach Gruden has been telling DC, man, you gotta run more. You need to, you need to, you you very talented. You need to pick up some some yards with your legs. But he really does. And he needs to do that more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He needs to get outside the pocket. He needs to make more plays with his legs because he can't. He's an athlete. But another thing with Derek Carr, it really doesn't matter how great the O-line is because since he has been a rookie, he is special at getting the ball out of his hands fast. Yeah. That's just a knack that he had coming out of Fresno State. I don't know where he got it from, God-given ability, but he has a knack of throwing people open and getting the ball out of his hands fast. So, you know, credit to the O-line, you know, for not, you know, giving up too many sacks, but Derek Carr definitely helps his O-line and makes him better by getting the football out fast, and that's what he's been doing, especially knowing that your O-line is banged up. You know you got to get the ball out your hands fast, but, you know, D.C. is special. All these Raider fans still think they need a different quarterback. I don't know (laughs) when that's going to end, but D.C. DC has been balling. Well, it's funny because the fans who don't like Carr so much, I don't want to say hate, but don't like Carr so much, aren't big fans of Derek Carr. They were all on my timeline um, when I like tweeted, I think I tweeted gunslinger with a funny emoji. They were on my timeline talking about, well, if he plays like this every week, I won't have an issue with him. (laughs) Well, if Tom Brady plays like this every week too, he wouldn't have six Super Bowl rings. There's a lot of what ifs and all that, bro. It's game by game. (laughs) Exactly. And then we saw what happened with the Bucks yesterday against Drew Brees and company. Lord, that was a that was a snooze fest. But anyways, I digress. Uh, D.C., even though I get, again, not a huge day when it came to his stats, 165 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have a passer rating of 108.1, and he averaged 7.2 yards per attempt. Plus, when you're running the football the way that the Raiders did, you don't need to do anything crazy <laughs> through the air. Balanced offensive attack. We know what this Raiders team is all about. But what did impress me you know, about the offense was them bouncing back, J.J., after the strip sack in the first half <laughs> that yeah. gave the Chargers the lead entering halftime. They scored two touchdowns in the third quarter. Now, I would have liked a touchdown to put the game away instead of a field goal late in the game. But, you know, that was my only qualm with the, with the offense all game. Maybe, let me say, another qualm I had was Henry Ruggs not getting the dang ball. He was targeted just three times, J.J., and he had zero catches. They handed the ball to him once. I think he had 10 rushing yards. Um, and I know I shouldn't be complaining, especially because the Raiders are 5-3 and three right now. But this is your first-round draft pick. You know, we know what he's capable of, and he's still not getting involved in the offense consistently. So if I was going to complain about something when it came to the Raiders' offense, I think it's Henry Ruggs not being involved 
on a week to week basis. Yeah, and I think that I think that's the main thing. I think Coach Gruden has to do a better job of, of getting creative and getting him the rock early. Especially, especially being a young player. When you're a young player and you used to getting the rock so much coming from whatever school you coming from and you was a star receiver, you need to find ways to get him the rock early. I don't care if it's a slant. I don't care if it's a hitch. I don't care if you hand it off to him early, but you need to get him involved early so he could get in the groove of the game. And listen, you should not be able to stop Henry Ruggs, just like nobody can stop Tyreek Hill. You know he he's going to be getting the ball. You know they, they're going to be looking for his speed down the field. Andy Reid still creates plays for him to get open down the field. And the Raiders have just as, as many playmakers as the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I said it. Just as oh. many. You have Darren Waller. You got Nelson Aguilar. You got Henry Ruggs. You have Hunter Renfro. You got Jason Witten. You got Josh Jacobs. We could we keep going down the line. Like you need, Coach Gruden needs to create more plays for his star players to get the rock, especially early. Okay, I was with you there until you went and said Jason Witten. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm just, I just said Jason Witten because Jason Witten, a Hall of Famer. Okay, you know what but I mean, I mean so he he, got, but he's not playing at a Hall of Fame level anymore. Come I know that. I mean, come on now. Larry Fitzgerald ain't playing at a Hall of Fame level. But when you say the Cardinals, you guys at least say his name. <laughs> Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad. But, no, I agree, I agree with you. Know? I think that's what's frustrating because when I see uh, C.D. Lamb, you know, I was watching the Cowboys game, and when he makes these highlight real type of plays, you know, week in and week out, I think he had maybe one bad week this year, but yeah. he's been making some ridiculous plays, and I'm like, we could have had C.D. Lamb. And he's making these plays, by the way, with the, what, third-string quarterback? Jesus, with three different quarterbacks. So my point is, I would love to see Henry Ruggs get involved. He was the Raiders' first-round draft pick, and um, I hope he starts the second half of the season to play like a first-round draft pick. But I don't think a lot of this is on him. I think a lot of this is on John Gruden. But if I break down the tape, I haven't went back to look at the All-22 film or the coaches film because um, maybe he's not winning his one-on-one matchups, JJ. I don't know. Uh, that's that's hard for me to believe. Like I said, you could you, there's so many ways you could design plays for him to get, you know, get off coverage. You know, you can motion him to make sure he gets off coverage to, to get the ball in his hands fast. And like I said, people are getting off the bus. Defenses are getting off the bus trying to stop Josh Jacobs and his run game, you have to find ways to get the young fella involved. And I'm all for Nelson Aguilar balling. I'm all for if you want to take away a guy, the other guy's got to beat you. But all the star receivers in our game, when they go into a football game, yeah, they might not have the yards and catches that they want, but they definitely going to get the opportunities and they target. When you're talking about three targets for arguably the fastest dude in the league and, and a guy that you could basically find ways to get him in the right matchup, something we're not doing right to get him to rock, and we have to get him more involved. Exactly. Three targets, zero catches, by the way. So <laughs> that's what's, I think, frustrating. Yeah, I could jump I could jump off this podcast, Fallon, and do that right now. <laughs> facts are facts. So can I. Uh, all right. We have to take a quick break. When we come back, we will give out our grades for the first half of the season and look ahead to the Raiders' divisional matchup this weekend against the Broncos. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Our listeners, even though sports had a break, your business did it. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people 
and fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, so you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, and they will see it fast. So why don't you try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, now to all my NFL listeners out there, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So, why don't you head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back. So the Raiders have won back-to-back games and are sitting pretty at 5-3 and three at the midway point of the season. So it is time for us to give out some first-half grades. So, JJ, you know what? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I don't mind either way. No, I'll go first. You okay. know what I mean? I'll be. I'll go first. First half grades, man. The the second quarter of the season is now over. For my first half grades, um, so I'm gonna go like this for the offense. I'm gonna give them a B. Yeah. For the offense, I'm gonna give them a B. For the defense, I'm gonna give them. <laughs> Oh, man, the defense gives me gray hairs every now and then. Uh, for the defense, I'm going to give them a C-. minus. I'm going to give the defense a C-. minus, And the reason why I give the defense a C- minus is because I feel like they can do better. They, 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 they play games to where we're like, shoot, this defense has a lot of, a lot of good draft picks, a lot of guys on that, that, that defense that can make plays, and they show up one week, and then it's a totally different defense the next week. And it's like, what in the world is going on? How do we hold the Dane Browns to six? How do we beat up on the Chiefs and then give up 40 to the Buffalo Bills and, mm-hmm. and, and teams like that? So, mm-hmm. so I give a C-minus to the defense. And another reason why I give a C-minus, we need more takeaways. We For need sure. to be more physical. We need more takeaways to get the ball back to the offense. And for the offense, I give them a B. And number one, I, I kind of was real generous. And they might be at a C plus, but I'm gonna give them a B because they're five and three. 
If they was four and four, I would give them a C, maybe C plus. But you you heard all the guys that I named: Nelson yeah. Aguilar, Josh Jacobs, yeah. uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs. We have to find a way to get everybody involved in a ball game. We have too many weapons. You have to make the defense cover everybody. You cannot just let them come in there and take certain people away and and, and not be explosive on offense because this offense, like we said, is a Ferrari. And you need to go out there every day and look like the Kansas City Chiefs because you can look like the Kansas City Chiefs. If you get down in games, people should be looking at the Raiders saying, it's all right, here they come. Yep. They're going to march back. And they show it sometimes. They don't show it all the time. But we have to find ways to get our play makers more involved just like i was looking looking at the game yesterday i'm like how is darren waller how haven't been that effective he dominated the first couple weeks of the season now he's not not getting his targets he's not that effective to me we have to find ways to get more creative to get our guys the ball so those are my grades b for the offense c i mean b for the offense c minus for the b well then what does that make overall what is their overall grade c plus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> averaging it out well it's funny because i actually agree with you i wasn't um, going to do offense defense i was kind of just going to give my overall grade but for the offense i'm going to give them what did you give them i gave them a b okay so i'm gonna give them actually a b plus okay oh, I'm, I'm giving the b plus and the only reason why i'm giving them a b plus is because They've had injuries to not only their offensive line, but they have had injuries to also their wide receiving core. We haven't seen Brian Edwards <laughs> for how many weeks now? Um, and then Henry Ruggs, he did miss a game or two, I believe, um, because he was injured. And the offensive line, we have not had all of the five guys there healthy at once, right? So you got have guys like Derek Carr who has to you know, find ways to navigate the pocket, uh, find ways to get rid of the ball fast, and out to his, his receivers who, by the way, are depleted. Um, and they still find themselves five and three, right? So that's why I am giving them a B plus. The the defense, I am giving them dang, you gave them a C minus? I don't want to copy you. I don't want to copy you. I'm gonna give them a C. I guess I'm gonna be a little nicer. I'm gonna give them the C. Now, the reason why I'm giving them a C is because of the things that we already discussed. They are making plays when, you know, they need to make plays. We knew that this was going to take some time for them to gel and find their footing, but they're still giving up a ton of yards. They they don't have a ton of takeaways. They're not getting to the quarterback. And their free agent signings have been very disappointing, to say it mildly. (laughs) You guys know my frustration about the free agents. I voiced that a couple weeks ago um, after the Bucks game. But anyhow, that's why they get a C. However, this is the thing, JJ. My grade overall is going to be a little better than than what you think. It makes no sense. Okay, it makes no sense. Yeah, I'm waiting. Okay, it makes no sense, but I'm giving them a B plus overall, even though that doesn't average mm. out. C minus and B plus doesn't average out to a B plus, but I'm giving them a B plus because for me, JJ, if you yeah. would have told me that the Raiders would be five and three through the first half of the season, I would have taken it, right? For me, beating the Chiefs, getting that signature win, that was huge, right? Beating the Saints in prime time, that was huge. I don't think anybody thought that the Raiders were going to beat the Saints. I don't think anybody thought the Raiders were going to beat the Chiefs. And the defense stepped up big in both of those games. Yes, they gave up 10 points and a ton of yards. They still stepped up big. The offense did what they had to do and what we know that they're capable of doing. Beating the Browns on the road in cold weather 
That was huge for the Raiders. That's something that they have struggled with, especially Derek Carr. Okay? So those three wins, that makes me say, you know what? B-plus overall. I would have given them an A-minus if they would have got that dang Bills game. That should have game, that's what frustrates me. The Bills game is that should have game. And the should not have games, they should not have gotten killed by the Patriots. They should not have gotten killed by the Bucks. But then, if we're saying they should have won that those games... Then we're talking about them being undefeated. So I'm going to come back down to reality and realize the Raiders have a lot to be proud of because they are 5-3 and three midway through the season. So B-plus for me overall. There we go. B-plus for you. You're a very nice teacher, man. I mean, a lot of kids will want to be in your <laughs> class. B-plus for you. <laughs> you know, B-plus for you. I gave them a C-plus. But listen, the main thing is, like you said, they are 5-3. and three. They got themselves in a very good spot to make the playoffs, and that's all we want as Raider Nation for them to get in the playoffs, to punch their ticket, and we all know that anything can happen. But I'm telling you, for them to get to where they got to go, the offense has to grade out as a, at an A, mm-hmm. and the defense has to grade out as at a B. B minus. They'll be okay even if, an, even if it's a B minus. Yeah, even if it's in the B area, I'm fine <laughs> because that means we're gonna get a couple takeaways. That means you're gonna get a couple stops when you when you need to get some stops. And the offense grading out at an A, that means they're gonna put more points on the board. They're gonna eat the clock up. They're gonna get these young fellas involved. They're gonna get more creative on the offensive side of the ball to put up more points. So for them to be successful and get to where they gotta go. Because if you're in that Raiders locker room right now, you're feeling like we beat the Chiefs, we beat the Saints, we've seen what the Saints just did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we see what the Chiefs are doing, we can compete with anybody in this league. So if we play how we're supposed to play, we possibly could make a run and win this Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, that's the feeling in the locker room. So with that being said, with that feeling in the locker room, the offense must grade out as, as an A and the defense as a B, a B minus, as you saying, for them to get to that Super Bowl, get to where they got to go, because I promise you that that's their goal. Yes, I agree. Defense still has a long way to go, but we're not asking for much defense. The offense, we're asking a lot from you. We know what you guys are no, capable we're not. of. No, no, we're, we're, not. we're asking them to be who they are. Yes, there you go, Fallon. Be who you are and the talent that you have. It, you know what I mean? Which means you know, getting rugs more we're not, involved. We're not, we, we're not asking for a lot for LeBron to go out and get 30. <laughs> do what you do. Do what you do. <laughs> it, no, you're right, but I'm just saying we're, we're asking get rugs more involved. He's a first-round draft pick. That's not hard. That's not hard. Waller, get him the ball consistently. Get him involved week in, week out. Exactly. Offensive line. This is harder. Be healthy. Stay healthy, please. <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's, that's up to God right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the hard part. But they're still figuring it out, just like, you know, all the other 31 teams in the National Football League. This is actually an important stretch of games, JJ. Um, we didn't have a podcast last week, so uh, this is something that we would have discussed. The fact that, you know, three straight division games, right? You have the Chargers, who they just beat. Then you have the Broncos. Then you have the Chiefs. And then guess what? You got the Falcons and the Jets. So I like the Raiders' chances, right, to be right in the thick of things down this final stretch. 100%, man. That right there, that's a that's a tasty little schedule right there. Give you an opportunity to get busy. But you cannot read your press clippings. You got to go out and finish every single game. You see the Pittsburgh Steelers came out there and they bite their nails at the end against Cowboys. the Boo Boo Cowboys. Yeah. So you better play every game. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then with that said, up next, up next, y'all, Raiders – Broncos in Las Vegas. Broncos are three and five, coming off a bye week. Uh, 
Uh, Drew Locke is currently on the COVID-19 list, Lord Jesus, uh, but he's likely to be back for the game. Uh, now, fans, you may be thinking, easy win. Um, well, you know, pump the brakes because although they have beat the Jets, that's not saying much. They have also beat the Patriots. They have also beat the Chargers. So those are some decent wins. Plus, it's a division game like JJ is going to tell you. So throw the records out of the window. 100%. Don't even think about how bad they playing or who they got on their squad. This is a division game. So you better come to play because anybody could win this game. And Drew Locke is not no, he ain't no slouch. He could come out there and play. Jerry Judy definitely ain't no slouch because mm. he's a baller. So, and this defense, when they want to buckle down and stop some people, they can buckle down and stop some people. So let's not get ahead of ourselves and be looking past the Broncos, especially because it's a division game and they know each other so well. You got to come out and play ball. So It'll be a good game. Division games always are. They're very rarely blowouts like we seen last night with the, with the Bucks and the Golly. Saints. But they, the Raiders got to come to play, and they got to do the things we said, man. The defense got to get stops. They got to get some takeaways. Take you have away. to find ways to get some takeaways. Finally put the offense into some short field so they don't got to go the whole length of the field yeah. and get some takeaways to, to make some plays. So, And the offense, y'all got to get going. All the young fire firepower y'all got, y'all got a running game. That's the starting point. Get creative and get these good dudes open and get them in space to make some plays. And you mentioned Drew Locke. Listen, I know I talked about him and praised him all last season because he's a Mizzou guy and he busted out on the scene. It has been a rough year for Mr. Drew Locke, all right? And he makes mistakes, y'all. He has six touchdowns and six interceptions. Not a very good ratio right there. So make him uncomfortable. Get some picks. Y'all can do that. Get pressure on him. We saw some pressure yesterday on why am I still bla- on Justin Herbert. Godly, mommy brain. But anyways, I, I, I'm i still confident that the Raiders are going to get the job done. What actually irked me a little bit when you were talking, you mentioned somebody. You mentioned Jerry Judy. We talked about CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> Henry Ruggs, you have to show up. It's on the coaching staff. It's on the coaching staff. Get him involved. That is on the coaching staff, but I'm saying, again, John Gruden actually no. came out of the hold on after I think it was the Browns game, maybe, or maybe it was the Bucks game. John Gruden came out and said, We know we have to get him more involved, but he also has to win his one on one matchups, and he knows that as well. But you already said they could design uh, plays, you know, to get him out of coverage, et cetera. I, I understand that. So, yes. Please get him involved because we don't want to sit up here thinking that we made a mistake passing on Jerry Judy. We made a mistake passing on CeeDee Lamb because we know what Henry Ruggs. I'm still not I'm still not going to sit up here and say, dang, the Raiders made a mistake. They should have got Jerry Judy. They should have gotten, you know, CeeDee Lamb. It's way too early to say that. I am confident in the abilities of Henry Ruggs because we have seen some bright spots, some sparks in him this season. And what he's capable of. This is all I'm saying, Fallon. This is all I'm saying. What? And we're going, we're going, we're going to leave with this. What? Coach McCarthy and I told you this story before. Oh Lord. Coach What's... McCarthy said, "JJ, when you don't touch the ball early, you absolutely suck. When I get you involved in the game early, you are an absolute monster." And he said, "So I want to apologize for not getting you involved early in some of these games because you mentally check out." And I said, you better believe it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I'll see a ball to the third quarter. I mean, I ain't going to be no good for you. So what coach started doing is he said, "Okay, let's open the game up 
or, you know, a couple plays. Let's throw a screen to J.J. He ain't got to win no one-on-one coverage or no screen. Yeah. Just get the balls and ball in his hand. Let him get in the groove of the game. Hand him off a fly sweep. You ain't got to win no one-on-one coverage for that. Find ways to get him in the ball. Get him the ball. It's, it's not. It's not hard. Find ways to get him more targets. It's not hard. He ain't got to line up at the X every time and try to beat these DBs out, running them and all that. Motion him. Find ways to get in a rock. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, let's see if they do that. Cause it is maddening that literally he's not involved. <laughs> that, honestly, like I would think they would try to run the their offense through Josh Jacobs and through Henry Ruggs. So that's kind of what's what's frustrating me. And like I said, I still believe that this was the right choice. But show us that this was the right choice, John Gruden. Anyways, with that said, final score predictions. Raiders Broncos. They're gonna be in Las Vegas. My final score predictions. I hate picking these division games. I really do. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Raiders is going to win this game, but I believe it's going to be a one score game. And I, when I mean one score game, I mean it's going to be 27 to 24 Raiders by a field goal. I think this game is going to be tight. It's going to come down to the last possession. Derek Carr going down there driving to get. Uh, a late game field goal or the defense coming up with a big time stop to win the game. 27-24 Raiders. And you know what? I've been picking close games, but I actually don't think this is going to be as close as we think. I think this is going to be a two-score game. That's what I think. I think that the Raiders end up pulling this one out. They're going to be at home. Um, I know that obviously they're four and one on the road. <laughs> so I guess like having the home home field advantage hasn't really uh, meant anything. Plus, you know, no fans that plays a part. But 35 35- 21 Raiders over the Broncos. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, um, but I think the Raiders are going to get the job done um, in some convincing fashion. You don't agree with me? Why are you yawning? Why are you yawning? Because you're tired because you've been moving? <laughs> tired because I've been moving all day. You see, I've been, I barely made it through this thing right here, but I made it through. But <laughs> He made it through for y'all. Keeping it 300. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. Pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.